Hello and welcome to My First Five Years podcast. I'm Jenny Johnson. And I'm Alistair Bryce Clegg and we are early years experts and the founders of My First Five Years, an activities and child development app for parents. We've made this podcast to give you some tips and tricks that will help you in those early years and that will hopefully help you worry less and find the joy in your young children. And we found through our own experience, we've got six children between us, that once you understand some of the science and research behind how children develop in the early years, it can really help you to relax and put some of the joy back into parenting. How hard is it to balance being a parent and having a career? Is it even possible, especially for women? Sometimes we can feel like we're failing at both jobs and I can genuinely relate to this as almost a daily experience when I first went back to work after having my babies. Yeah, because it's hard enough getting yourself up and out of the door to work in the morning without managing everything else a baby needs. You've got the right clothes, you've got a nappy bag, you've got a change of clothes in case of a punami and getting them dressed, feeding them breakfast, getting your own breakfast or taking their breakfast club on time. It's just seemingly never ending. No wonder some parents say that they actually go to work for a rest. And again, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Add to that the pressures around how much maternity or paternity leave to take, when to tell your boss, the fears around what things will be like when you go back to work, and it can all just seem a lot to handle. But we've invited someone onto the podcast who's just been through all of this and is a real inspiration to women. So much so that we've asked her to be an ambassador for my first five years. We're really excited to introduce footballer Tony Duggan. She's an Everton and England footballer. She gave birth to her first child, Luella, earlier this year. So a massive my first five years welcome to Tony. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Really proud to be an ambassador as well. Yeah, we can't wait to hear more about your story. So, for example, when did you find out you were pregnant and what was your work situation like at the time? Well, it feels so long ago now. (laughs) Noella's only been here seven months, but, oh my God, feels like she's been here forever. So when I found out, I was quite nervous, actually, obviously, because in my industry, it's not so common. So there was no one that I'd spoke to in women's football that had been through it. So it's like, who do I tell? When do I tell them? What should I do? So it was it was quite scary to be honest. I know most people when they find out they're pregnant, they're like, "Wow, it's, it's great!" And <laughs> but so many things are going through your head. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it was just kind of I had to sit down, and make a plan. So yeah, the first person, I t- well, obviously my boyfriend, you know, and then I had to tell the doctor, the team doctor, because before even my family, my mom, before anyone, they needed to know because obviously I'm playing at elite level, contact sport. I didn't know if I could still carry on training with the team. What if someone bumps into my belly? Should I keep it a secret for a little bit longer? So yeah, I, I give it two days or so, let it sink in. And then I told the team doctor and then we went from there. And how did they react when you told them? Yeah, I mean, they were fine. The doctor, obviously, he gets it all the time. Um, he was like, it's okay, don't worry. Like, he was really reassuring. He was great. And then he kind of set up a plan with me and kind of, look, shall we tell the, the manager? Oh, he obviously needs to know, is there anyone else that you would like to be in the room? I was a bit like, oh, my God, I could, my mum will kill me telling news before there. But <laughs> I wanted to wait till that 12 week point, you know, obviously to make sure everything's okay. And I don't know whether everyone does it, but I did. I just wanted to do everything, like, religiously by the book. So, yeah, so, and then I sat in the meeting room with the manager, the manager, the doctor, and also the physio, because I needed someone that was there day to day, medically. So, yeah, I told them, and, you know, it it was such a big secret, and I know women's football, women in general, they talk, they talk, they talk, so I was like, 
you cannot tell anyone. Like <laughs> if if people know before my mum, it will literally <laughs> break me heart. <laughs> yeah. So there was three people that knew. Well, four. My boyfriend at the time, and then the th- obviously the three people in that room. So, yeah. I mean, I was just so worried it would get out. And have you got any funny stories about trying to keep that quiet? Oh, how long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can imagine, right? So it's 12 weeks that I've got to wait. Well, I probably found out about two or three weeks in. And then I obviously I had to wait for the rest of the time for my first appointment with the midwife. So obviously we go to training and you have breakfast together, go in for 10, breakfast till half 10. And then you go and train mm-hmm. and then you'll have lunch together at one o'clock. Yeah. So it's kind of, how are you? Da, da, da. So I said, right, on the plan, we're going to say it's a back injury. I have had a back injury in the past, <laughs> two year, two or three years ago. So I said, OK, let's say it's a back injury. Because again, I didn't know what excuses other girls had done before or uh-huh. like, OK, we'll stick with that. So the girls, how's your back? Every <laughs> single day. I, I'm talking five, six, seven people a day. Yeah. Like members of staff. Tony, how's your back? When are you back on the pitch? When can you join in? Oh, it was so hard. It was so much easier keeping it from my family and friends than it was my teammates because I was having them conversations two, three times a day. It was draining. <laughs> it's probably a, diff- a little bit different for yourself being a, an elite athlete. Um, whereas I remember what gave it away for me was that I'd stop drinking the wine. Not that I drank oh, it yeah. every day, but you know, when you go out with your friends and you don't want to tell them, but you well, have a glass of water. that part was easy for me because obviously for, when you play football, people like you say, oh, I've got training tomorrow, exactly, so I can't yeah, drink. That's so. what I'm saying. You didn't need to worry about that one. That yeah. was my giveaway. Everyone yeah. has the tell, don't they? And yours was the, yeah, they do. <laughs> definitely <laughs> but then I had terrible I don't know about you but I had terrible morning sickness they said like oh, no. people say oh it stops at 12 weeks and then people and then it carries on it carries on so when the girls were going out to train I was like running into the toilet to be sick or I'd be sitting on the bike upstairs in the gym I was uh-huh. so lucky that it was upstairs because all the time at 10 minutes I don't know why it must be when your body temperature like it increases or whatever point, yeah yeah, and there was a bin up there as well. And I'm talking, this is a gym that, like, the, the academy used, the men's face team used, and the women's face team. And I'm upstairs on the bike, and next minute I'm going to spew. So I'm straight <laughs> to the bin, being sick, and then back on the bike like nothing happened. Like, I was lucky I was up there on my own. And that happened every day as well. So only once... Did one of the girls catch me? She was like, are you okay? I said, oh yeah, I just don't feel too well today, but just don't say nothing to no one because I, I can't be bothered with them all asking. She was like, it's okay. She was one of the younger girls. But I think because in my industry, the girls obviously on my team, no one has had a baby before. So when you're in an office job, mm-hmm. people latch on to little things, don't yeah, they? Oh, Tony's been yeah. sick or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever. Whereas, and like smells and stuff, like I was struggling in the canteen most days, I don't know about you, but with oh. some smells and I'd be yeah. like, oh my God, it's making me sick. And um, But no one got onto it, no one. And I'd imagine if you really had had a backache, there would have been a way to deal with that and a way to get back to training. But were you finding that you were breaking new ground about how to actually deal with you as a footballer that was pregnant? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really a plan. Like, I just, I was on the bike and then it just kind of be a day-to-day thing. Like, how do you feel, Tony? What do you want to do today? Uh I couldn't go out on the grass, which I would have really liked in the early stages. Um, Obviously, doing non-contact. Ideally, I would have liked to still been with the team, but maybe as like, we call it a floater, but it's where you're on both teams, but there's no contact with you. Like, so no one can tackle you type of thing to keep me fitness up and to stay motivated. But because the girls thought I had a back injury, I couldn't, so... 
when the girls went out to train, I'd sneak on the treadmill and I'd start <laughs> running because obviously they didn't think I was at the stage of running either. And then, yeah, I'd do like body weights, but there was no specific like, okay, you're pregnant, like this is what we're going to do. It was just kind of, how do you feel? What do you want to do today? So they were making it, was, it up almost on a daily basis as they went along? Yeah, literally. And that's not against like my, my club ever and all, nothing like no, that. That's just kind of... Yeah. yeah, literally, like there was no yeah. one, no path to follow. Yeah. Um, there is other girls that have had babies on other teams and I don't know how they've got on type of thing. But I think when you're pregnant, everyone's a bit apprehensive anyway. No one wants yeah. to like yeah. av- advise you or in case it's wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, so they're just like, how do you feel? Do you, like it's on your own accord, but then... It's my first child, so yeah, I don't know I don't what know. I'm meant to be doing. Should <laughs> yeah, I be yeah. running? I don't know. Should I run fast? Or yeah. So it was quite difficult. It was just like all new to all of us, really. Yeah. And how were the rest of the team when they actually found out that you'd been lying to them for months and you were, you were, you were really <laughs> Oh, pregnant? that's a very harsh word, lying. <laughs> I know. It was so... I'm the worst liar as well. Like, I, oh, it was so hard. They were great. Actually, a few of them. Obviously, I'm a bit one of the older ones on the team. So when we had the meeting, I was like, oh, I'd just like to say something. And everyone was thinking, oh, my God, she's going to retire. And I was like, not yet. So when I told them, they were like, no one knew. I think one girl who I was really close to, Izzy Christensen, she was our captain. I house shared with her when I was at Manchester City. And she said, just recently I've thought, wonder if Tony's pregnant, but no one even yeah. crossed the mind. So but they were great. They all celebrated. They were happy. They were they were with me right the way through the journey. And it was great, although they weren't um they couldn't give me any advice or tips or nothing yeah. like that. But they were just so nice. Excited like they were so yeah, yeah they were so involved. Yeah. Like, what stage are you at? How big's the baby now? Like, they were so excited. Bless them. Oh, fantastic. Tony, I've been reading up on it, and when you found out that you were pregnant, it was up to clubs whether they paid you maternity leave or not. It was actually at their discretion, it would appear, which is a bit of a shocker. Um, Most of Mm -hmm. us are better protected than that. So I believe there's now an agreement between the FA and the Professional Footballers Association that means that you now do get paid leave. But tell us a bit about that. Were you, again, instrumental in changing that, or were you just um, benefiting from the results of that? No, actually, that came into effect in the January. Um, I got pregnant in the July. I mean, why it's never been in the past, I don't know. It was incredible. But as the game's moving on, that's when you start finding these little, you know, potholes along the way where it's like, why has this never been discussed? Like, But it is nice and it's reassuring for other players now. You know, I think obviously I've publicly spoken about my pregnancy. I'm not saying I'm first or I'm a trailblazer. There's plenty of other players before Mm -hmm. me. Not plenty, but there is other players before me that have had children. Mm -hmm. Um, And great credit to them and what they've gone through without all this in place. But I just hope by speaking out and making my situation clear in public or to other players that you know they feel confident going forward that there is a better plan in place I didn't actually have any any talks with the FA or anything because it wasn't even in my mind I didn't know about it yeah um I don't know who's done that behind the scenes but I'm very thankful and glad that they did do it yeah because I think it's one of them situations you don't know about it until you're in that situation yeah. yourself yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same in the corporate world as, a, as a, a, a chief exec that's sort of gone back to to work and my kids are that bit older now. But when I speak to people of a different generation that were full-time working women of a senior level, they mm-hmm. talk about an environment that was so hostile, really, to being a, being a mum and working at a senior mm-hmm. level. And you, you know, 
things will change for the better as time goes on, but, you know, you refer to them as potholes along the way that are being addressed as they come up. And I think um, just generally out there when you look at women of a different generation. So I have sort of had the... I've been able to follow other women that have been working at senior corporate jobs where they've just had a torrid time many, many decades ago yeah. now mm -hmm. trying to balance being a mum and having a career and, and all the unhelpfulness there was around maternity leave and just general care arrangements. And it is great to see that things are beginning to change for the better for, for us all in all walks of life. But I mean, how do you feel about 14 weeks getting back to work that quickly, especially as a, an elite athlete? You know, how, how does that work? How does your body well, work? When I, when I was told about it, I was like, oh, that's great. Like, you think, oh, my it's God, 14 time. weeks. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. But when you actually go through and you're with the baby and you think, oh, my God, time's flying by. Yeah, but luckily enough for me, how it works, I don't know, but it did. I was, it was in the pre-season that my, like, kind of 14 weeks was up. So right. I actually got a bit longer, luckily enough. But, yeah, I mean, I think there's still work to be done there, if I'm being honest. It's a great start. Yeah. But until you actually go through it yourself... Um, I mean, everyone's different. Some people want to get back to work straight away. But actually, by just saying it's 14 weeks, yeah, it, it can be quite difficult for other people. So maybe that could be looked into in the future. I mean, as I say, it is a start and it is good that there's something in place. Yeah. But it's only going to take players to go through this then to carry on the conversation saying, look, maybe this is a little bit too soon or... Mm -hmm. And different but, yeah. roles for different things. I, I had an office job, so I literally worked up to the day before because I could carry on doing my role. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to get back to work reasonably quickly because it was mainly about my brain. My body was nowhere. In fact, I used to still laugh that I still looked like I was carrying my pregnancy weight when my child was 10. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Some people can't just sort of get back to, to being fit and healthy so quickly when you're juggling all the pressures of being a mum as well. But that's the thing, isn't it? That's the biggest difference in my job that... I actually felt a bit guilty because when I get pregnant, that stops my work. Like, That's it doesn't I mean, stop yeah. us in. Yeah, I'm like, I was in the gym every single day. I was still going to the club. I was on yeah. the same schedule as the team. Yeah. I just wasn't fit and available to play, to play. do my yeah. actual job, yeah. yeah. So then... When you do have the baby, you're probably thinking, oh, I want to get back now because you've actually, you've not been off, but you have been off. Do you know what I mean? I if that makes mean, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you're probably thinking, oh, I better get back now. Whereas for someone in an office job or yeah. whatever, you're still in work right up to the point. And then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, give me a little bit of time off now. Yeah. You know? I can see so, exactly what you mean. <laughs> I think for some parents going back to work, they want longer in terms of being away from work and others don't. And I think when we talk yeah. about realistic parenting, we have to say that for different parents, they feel differently about returning mm -hmm. to work. And what we want is a society where everybody's needs are catered for. So you don't mm -hmm. feel back, like you're being pushed back to work too early. Um, and yeah, I mean, 14 weeks is a great start, but I think, you know, there's more work that can be done. Yeah, definitely. So being a footballer and a mum, what are your biggest challenges? Wow. Um, remembering everything, being on time. <laughs> I think the same challenges for every mum, to be yeah. honest. Obviously, my, my job is physical, so yeah. it's quite hard when, like, I come home from training and I used to sit there and rest or maybe have a little sleep when I was in Spain because everyone else in Spain was asleep at that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> siesta, yeah. Uh, yeah, siesta. So, yeah, so obviously you're physically a bit tired when you get home and then obviously you've got the baby and it's a different tiredness, isn't it? Like, you know, yourself as a mum, like chasing them around and remembering to do mm -hmm. the bottles and remembering a million different things. Um, but you know what I've just found? I don't know whether it's because I'm still, like, high on life with Luella, but... <laughs> You just get this second wind. You just do it. Like, 
I would never come in and go asleep now. It's just impossible. But I just still get through the day and I've still got energy. And, I'm, and I think, how? Like, I was tired before Luella, so how aren't I tired now? <laughs> yeah, but once you see them smiling and they're at the door and then that's it, you just step into your other role then and it's just... You do, um, there is another reserve somewhere that yeah. just yeah. kicks in. Not, the, not the all day, every day, because no, yeah. again, yeah. that's realistic. But yeah, there is just somewhere that you can dig that little bit deeper and carry on. I'm just driving home and I'm like, oh, I feel a bit tired here. And then I get in and I'm like, oh my God, I'm alive again. <laughs> How does she sleep? Oh my God, amazing. I have definitely been blessed. A little dream, honestly. I actually don't think I could do my job to the best of my ability that I have been able to if she didn't. She sleeps nine till nine without waking up. Oh my God, you have Maybe, been blessed to tell honestly, you because mine, my last, I've got three children and my last child just didn't sleep yeah. for four Sleepers. years and I was oh, operating at a really oh. senior corporate level and I, for four years, just learned somehow yeah. to function on hardly any sleep and I actually think that's that toxic question we say never to ask. Well, Although no, you didn't ask whether they're a good baby, no, which is the really irritating baby. one. Oh I think, yeah, I said that the other day, it's bad. <laughs> in terms of what Tony was saying about having and more energy yeah yeah I no. think when I'm only you, winding you up yeah, you're so easily well, wound up you successfully did it I read <laughs> uh, in terms of if you're up three or four times a night for feeds yeah, yeah and then yeah. you're off running around the football pitch well in the first three over. months I was I was breastfeeding the first three months and then I was going back to football so I felt like it was best if I, if I moved her to the bottle just because of all the stuff around breastfeeding. Yeah. So, and yeah, and then literally after the three months, she just sleeps. Like at some days, honestly, I leave for training about half nine and some days I'm leaving for training and she's still not awake. <laughs> it is Are you tempted to give her a nudge so you can have a cuddle? Yeah, yeah. So I set my alarm earlier. Uh, I normally get up at nine. People would say that's a lazy, but I'm not in till 10. So it's yeah, like, why not? So yeah, so I set my alarm earlier so I can have cuddles, give her a bottle or change her because I'm yeah. actually lucky. My mum minds the baby, comes to my house and minds the baby. So I'm lucky in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. So I like want that time with her and she's snoring her head off in the bed. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God, Luella, wake up. <laughs> So I think there'll be some mums out there feeling very jealous about that one. But hey, I am delighted for you that your baby sleeps through. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So, Tony, we all come up with our ways of making this whole parenting and working thing work, or we try our best. What for you is working? What are your top tips for, for balancing the impossible? Oh, Good question. I mean, Luella, she's in her own little routine. People say, how does she sleep? Have you got it in a routine? I'm like, no, like she's literally just found her own little routine, which I'm quite lucky with. I don't do nothing different. Mm -hmm. I'm quite relaxed around it. I'm quite, um, I'm not like, not strict, but you know, even in life, I'm just quite like laid back. And mm -hmm. I know some people can be like, no, it has to be this, this and this. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the way Luella is as well. I think how you are around the baby is how the baby is sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying if your baby's crying that you're dead angry and crazy, but I'm just saying like, if you're a bit relaxed around them, then the baby might be a bit more relaxed. It's um, working for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is working, yeah. Um, and also just the people around you. Like I have such a good support network, like so good. I can't thank my mum enough. How, um, like in the morning when you were saying earlier about the rush to nursery and getting the bags ready. And I don't know how people do it because honestly my mum comes to my house and I'm like if I'm running late oh mum you'll have to do this you'll have to do this she's still in her pyjamas like so I am really lucky but like using the people around you I mean I know not everyone's super lucky to have people living close to them or mm. but if you do even if it's friends or yeah I mean yeah my mum's incredible so I'm lucky that she's only part-time and she can actually fill in them little gaps yeah 
it's trying to find your network, isn't it? Whether that is mm-hmm. family or friends. So now that she's getting a bit older, is it like still your mum's going to look after her or is, is your training routine going to change or are things pretty much going to be the same now for a little while going forward? Yeah, I think obviously we were talking earlier about contractual, like ours is, you know, it's on a performance basis type of thing. Mm-hmm. So in two or three years, I might not be playing football. I might be playing football. Who knows? I mean... At the minute, the schedule's working great. If she was to start going to nursery for whatever reason or wanted to put it in, I'd still have the time and the work, you know, our work, we're quite fortunate. We're in like four or five hours a day, which is really nice. So yeah. um, it's kind of part-time. Um, it's good in some ways, but bad in some ways because sometimes I have to have an overnight stay, which can be difficult. So I haven't had that yet, but I'm not looking forward not looking to it either. You're not looking forward to that one yeah. No. So yeah, so I don't have to be until 10 o'clock. So hopefully I can do like, if it was come to the school run or the nursery, I can drop a first and then yeah. um, I might be a little bit more stressed in the mornings then. <laughs> um, but yeah, just adapting really. Just, but yeah, I mean, my mom and my family and using the people around me again, but not having like no shame in that, you know, like, Absolutely. Pe- like it, it, I think there's a saying, like it takes, um, I don't know what, a village to bring a baby yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Is it something that, and it actually yeah. does. Yeah. And you do sometimes, I do have a bit of mum guilt sometimes when I'm like, oh, my mum's had it the past like three mornings and I haven't seen it. Like, but when Luella's older and she knows that, you know, mummy was going to work and a football career short and that's what she had to do and we needed to earn some pennies and that's why she could go on a nice holiday or... Yeah, and also she'll benefit massively from that relationship she has with your mum. It means that she can yeah. form attachments to more than one adult because you often get, if there's just one adult and one child that are together all the time, then children can struggle when they move yeah. on to other adults. So even though you feel that mum guilt which is not really guilt at all because yeah. she will get loads of benefits in terms of her development by just experiencing other adults and what they do and the sort of different stimulation that they give her. And she's still getting plenty of your time. I think it's just yeah. when you're a new parent, especially, especially for your first one. I mean, the novelty wears off a bit by your third. But you really want to <laughs> spend all that time where you just want those snuggles and that, that kind of, yeah. But actually they benefit greatly from all those different experiences. I saw, oh, yeah, saw that because I used to um, run a children's nursery group and you could really tell the the child that had had that sort of one-to-one full-time with a mum and maybe not had that bigger network when they came to nursery could often find it difficult yeah, to settle. Whereas yeah. if you had a baby that had just had a wider network of adults, you really noticed that they were much more comfortable to go to other adults at the nursery. So there's lots of good stuff, Tony, from yeah. sharing yeah. the care. Absolutely. But also for your mental state as well. It's, yeah. I know like, I'm still trying to get the balance and trying myself or whatever but you need that time as well to you so like obviously my mum's minding the baby when I'm like at work so then if we then want to go out for a meal with my friends I'm like oh should I ask my mum again if she's had it like all day you know mm-hmm. and it's really like finding that balance because you still need your social life yeah. and then you need enough time with the baby or you go into baby classes and then you've got to work hard at work and mm-hmm. it's you're constantly just juggling things it's and there will be yeah, it is yeah. balance, and but then there will be some weeks where maybe Luella's been with my mum a bit more, or mm. I've been in work more, or and that's just the way it is. Like, yeah. there's no right or wrong, you know. It's just everyone adapts to different situations, but as long as the baby's happy, you're happy and healthy, then that's the most it's important. All good. And there's some really interesting research about when you engage with a newborn baby, even if you're not the biological parent of that baby, it changes your brain and the kind of chemistry of your brain with benefit so what you're actually doing is changing your mum's brain 
beneficially. <laughs> so oh, I see that anyway. Yeah, My mum would take her every single day yeah, of every thanks. hour. If she, she thinks it's hers. Yeah. It's, she thinks Luella is hers, yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, you talk about juggling those balls as well, and I think every parent can really relate to that, and I think we do beat ourselves up a lot when we're juggling balls and we feel that we drop a ball or that something's not getting the priority it should. And I remember hearing somebody talk about it once and say, stop saying you're dropping balls and say that you're just placing one down gently because you can't do it all and actually recognizing sometimes that I might need to do an overnight stay because there's a game down south and it is what it is and and Mm -hmm. it means that I'm going to have to not do this or not do that and and just try and make it as a sort of a conscious decision to put something down as opposed to something that you're dropping and I really started to feel differently when I started to think about it that way because I don't think we are failing at anything we do and we're just doing the best that we possibly can aren't we in a circumstance where it kind of feels like it's designed to fail sometimes if we if we're constantly beating ourselves up and feeling guilty about the decisions that we need to make especially when you've got an amazing infrastructure around you like that yeah exactly exactly so have you got any examples of things that you were absolutely determined your parenting was going to look like that when reality hit was very different and I'll share you my one my one was that I was going to breastfeed for four months and I was absolutely determined that I was going to give my child the very very best start but I had to return to work with one of my children after six weeks and I carried on um, expressing after I'd gone to work for about four weeks and I remember one day just crying my eyes out and going I'm done I cannot put this machine anywhere near my boobs one more (laughs) time I'm done so this whole sort of notion that I was going to pump and breastfeed for much much longer just in reality didn't happen have you got like an equivalent or something you know what I was it's funny you say the breastfeeding because I was so laid back about it all I was just like you know what I I didn't really yeah, I have. I wasn't really when I was pregnant. I wasn't like I don't know whether it's good or bad, but I wasn't like researching like what should they do, what shouldn't they do. I was just kind of like, I'll just see how it goes. Like obviously, I know there's a lot of benefits to breastfeeding, but and I was just like, if if I can do it, I'll do it. If I don't, I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't put no pressure on how long or yeah. I just done it, Very and sensible. it worked. Yeah. yeah, it worked really well with the baby. Honestly, she was so good with it. And then as I said, I was starting to go back to work and all the expressing and mm-hmm. leaving the baby with me mom and. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't saw boobs while I'm playing football. Oh, and just, I you know, imagine. there's just so much like, and I just thought it would just be easier. I know mm-hmm. it's beneficial to Luella, but I've done it for three months and hopefully that's been good. Or, mm-hmm. But before, I, I, one thing I was like, I'm not going to give a dummy. I've just heard so much bad about dummies. Maybe yes. it's them from younger, not reading, not on. I just think I remember years ago, like mm-hmm. maybe baby has a dummy for too long or the speech or whatever they used to say. And I was like, I don't want the baby to have a dummy. It lasted two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks, honestly, and the baby has a dummy. I'd I was imagine like, a lot of parents can relate well, to yeah, that we, one. We did yeah. that with ours. Yeah. I mean, Luella's happy in as well. She's still got a dummy now. I think because <laughs> I was breastfeeding, then obviously if I was in the shower or something, I couldn't like sue that. There was nothing to like yeah. keep her going till I got out the shower or yeah. anything. So I just thought, no, what, a dummy will work. And it has worked. It's It's been a dream. I don't know when I'll take it off. I hopefully give it to Santa or something. I don't know yeah. how. Any tips? Oh, let me know. all sorts of tips on the internet of amazing <laughs> things you can do to get children off dummies. But I think it's what works for you as a parent, whether that's for it a is. longer time or a shorter time. And there is research around, obviously, if children are having dummies into like two, three years old, it can affect their kind of teeth and their speech. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about using dummies to soothe babies. Yeah. And if it works for you and keeps you sane, 
you know, I think that's okay. I think the whole thing yeah. about realistic parenting is is exactly that. It's like what works because actually, if as a parent we're utterly stressed because we've set this bar of perfection so yeah. high that we're never going to meet it, that's no good. And you've talked earlier about you being quite a calm influence, and mm. therefore that hopefully rubs off on everyone in your household. And I think it is important yeah. to figure out what's going to work for you. And we're very much into this whole realistic parenting approach. Yeah. And every baby is different as well, isn't yeah. it? Like, aren't they? Like, so it's just, it, it literally is what works for you, your circumstances, your baby. And as I just keep saying, as long as the baby is happy and you're happy, yeah. then that that's the most important. I know there's things can be better or, but that's life, isn't it? Like, it's as long as you're happy and Luella's really happy. So something must be working. Yeah. Ask me again in another year and <laughs> it might be different, but so far, so good. <laughs> It sounds like you are doing an amazing job and I think it's so refreshing to hear a first time parent saying if baby's happy and I'm happy you know yeah. it's there's the so happy. much truth yeah. in that just trying yeah. to realize that actually looking inward at what's going on in your house and your home as opposed to comparing yourself to everybody else that's Absolutely. out there because trust me if we start comparing ourselves everybody else looks like they've got the perfect life the perfect yeah. baby <laughs> and actually we're all you know having our own struggles having our own juggles yeah. um, and hopefully having our own joy as well and we really are trying to bring yeah. out the joy in parenting and I think the more parents that could be relaxed like you are mm -hmm. and you know figure it out as you go along and and yeah. respect the fact that every child is different it's kind of a massive passion of our app yeah. is that every child mm -hmm. is unique and you're, you're saying all these things and it seems to be coming very naturally to you Tony it's lovely to hear <laughs> oh she makes me so happy honestly I love it uh, if they were like Luella I'd have 10 <laughs> honestly you heard it first here <laughs> yeah we, football we, uh, wouldn't be happy <laughs> my mum my mum often used to tell a story because apparently I was quite a good baby and I was the first and then my brother came and my mum always wanted to have a big family and then yeah. my brother came along and apparently he was really hard work and she never had another <laughs> my so, mum says the same she says I bet you if he has another one it wouldn't be the same but <laughs> that's, that, that's how it is see. isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, Tony, before we let you go, and literally I could talk to you all day, in terms of the Lionesses, the team has had an amazing few years. So what do you think the future looks like for the Lionesses and also for the women's game, which just seems to be on the up? Oh, it's been amazing, hasn't it? Honestly, it's just constantly going to new levels every single year. And obviously with the success now, it's just reaching new heights and it's brilliant to see. And... It's just so nice as well when you've been part of the journey from, not, not from the very, very beginning, but from a time when the game was semi-professional to just see it grow and grow and grow. And it's just, yeah, I mean, and it's still got even more, a longer way to go, but yeah. just nice now that there is a clear pathway, you know, for little girls out there. The girls have even inspired little boys, but more so for little girls because opportunities was limited for players yeah. like us that were coming through. Whereas now it's the cool thing to do. It is. It's in, you know, it's like a lot of us, if you'd ask anyone my age, was like probably bullied at school or called names for, you know, being mm. into football. Whereas now, oh my God, you're the coolest. Yeah, so yeah. Definitely are. it's just the generation's just different now and it's so nice to see. 
Well, speaking as a mum of a, a girl footballer, she is utterly inspired by what's going on, you know, in the professional game and being able to turn the telly on and watch people that she's aspiring to be. She trains six times a week. Well, she trains four times a week and plays twice at the weekend. She is oh, obsessed. And, it um, sounds it. <laughs> yeah, she really is. And she's doing all that herself. I'm not one of them pushy, crazy mums. It's her that wants it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just feel so inspired that we can turn the telly on Absolutely. and see these amazing role models. So, you know, thank you from me as a, as a mum to a, a girl footballer. And I know she's just a oh. footballer, but you know what I mean. She's a young girl and she's seeing that there are, there is the potential to do it for yeah. a job. And that is what she yeah. wants. Who knows whether she'll actually attain that, but to be able to aspire yeah. to that. And as a mum, But even if she doesn't, I yeah. just think the amount of good that is in you know females you know participating in sport or fitness and it's not just it's not just getting to you know the elite level yeah Mm -hmm. okay I've I've got there and it's been amazing and there's pros and cons that come with it but I've like lived a little dream but even if she doesn't she's kept herself fit she's got friends she's socializing mentally it's good for her mental health like just there's so many other aspects to it than just actually reaching the elite level and wanting to be a professional football that's great I hope she does do it and good luck to her but if she doesn't skills and the fitness and the attitude that she's got to training and that she wants to get up early and do it and yeah all those are amazing skills for her Mm -hmm. future and she say whether or not she makes it is is irrelevant it's the journey and I often say I'm so chuffed that she wants to be that busy with it because it keeps her out of mischief (laughs) yeah it's true though as a 13 year old it's keeping her out of mischief hopefully (laughs) oh good luck to her yeah Lastly, Tony, you are going to be an ambassador for my first five years, which we are really excited about. Is there anything you're particularly looking forward to sharing with my first five years listeners and people who follow our social media? Yeah, I think, as I said in the podcast, you know, I just want people to know that, you know, all kids are different and childs are different. So, you know, the fact that my first five years is there to access and show, you know, it is, as a mum, you're always thinking, oh, what stage is Luella at? And when will she do this? Or when will she do that? But actually looking for signs instead of saying, at seven months, she should be crawling. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stress that you put on yourself and think, oh, is there something up with my child? Are they are they a bit behind? And But the fact that my first five years can actually guide you and make you feel confident and give you tips and tricks and, you know, in, in, in helping not just mums, but new parents. Yeah, yeah I just want to get the message out there and hopefully I can help other other parents along on their journey I use it I love it and as I say maybe that's why I'm relaxed you know <laughs> with parenting it's because it's different it's just every kid's different every family situation's different and it just gives you that little bit of reassurance there's a lot of things out there on the internet to read but it's definitely my go-to Oh, it's fantastic to hear, Tony, and that's exactly why we've done what we've done. I think, as you say, there's so much data and information out there, but what do you believe and and what's right to follow? And I think everything we've put in the app is written by the experts here, and it's done in a way that's realistic, hopefully dead easy, just little thoughts and tweaks about your day to make it go that little bit smoother. And and we want parents to have that joyful experience, and I can see listening to you talk about your experience that it's joyful, and, you know, (laughs) more of that is needed in the world. So thanks so much for for being an ambassador. We're thrilled. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Tony, before we really, 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 really do let you go. I told you we could talk all day. Well, (laughs) literally, you you can talk because you're very, very busy. Will you help us with five hacks for parents around balancing parenthood and also how you manage that with your career? One, I would say use your network. Use the people around you and their support. Two, be kind to yourself. 
Number three, communicate. I think with your employer, with your partner, with your wider network. But I think, um, yeah, don't make any assumptions. Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, every child is unique and different. And number five, do what works for you at the time and accept that that might change over time, but that's okay. Yeah, be realistic. Thanks so much for joining us, Tony. Tony. So much inspiration to take away there. It's been great talking to you. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. And if there's something you want us to talk about on this podcast, then let us know on Instagram or our Facebook community. You can find us at My First Five Years with the five written out. And for more parenting tips, you can download the My First Five Years app from the App Store or the Google Play. Next time, how can you get through Christmas with under fives? You can check out our festive Christmas special on November the 28th. You'll hear loads of tips around managing expectations, both yours and your little ones and how to make the festive season a little bit less stressful. And maybe ditch Elf on the Shelf. To get this podcast direct to your feed, press the follow button wherever you get your podcasts. And also, we need your help. As you know, we are on a mission to make parenting more enjoyable for as many people as possible. So please, can you share this episode with someone you think might find it useful? You can even copy and paste the link into your WhatsApp group. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.